There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another edition of the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And it's great to be back with you once again. Uh, For those of you who are listening to this live and celebrated Thanksgiving last week, I hope you had a wonderful uh, time and enjoyed that. Uh, We perceive that slightly different here over in the United Kingdom. Um, Thanksgiving, um, I think it uh, represents uh, gratitude for for leaving us as a a, a nation. Um, But uh, we uh, we wish you all well. I hope you had a great time. Now, today's show, I'm going to be talking with a great friend of mine, Hilary Wilson. We're going to be talking about who are you really? And about connecting with your authentic self and, um, and how you, do you really uh, bring out the very, very best in yourself. And before we do that, I want to say a big thank you. Last week, um, I repeated a show because of Thanksgiving with Nabil Doss. Uh, Nabil is the uh, voice of Paramount Pictures. He does all those uh, adverts, the French Paramount Pictures, um, for these amazing cinema blockbusters, as well as being an amazing communication expert. And uh, lots of great tips about how to really uh, create an amazing elevator pitch. Uh, the week before that, um, organization Catapult, uh, we had Steve Sharp and my friend Elizabeth uh, Hearn. And we talked then about, uh, about the sort of link between um, culture and also the world of digital transformation. Uh, a really interesting conversation there when you're going through digital change to have uh, the ability to really, really bring your people along with that change. And that's what they're expert in. So if that's something you're interested in, do go into the archive and check that out. So um, been a, a fascinating, uh, well, fascinating, been a challenging week for me. Unfortunately, I lost my father on Sunday um, after a long illness and uh, therefore quite a difficult week for me. But one of the people who really helped me through that process, who I'm very grateful to, is our guest today, Hilary. And she was a wonderful support through that journey. She's um, a really incredible coach, actually worked with uh, over 60 of the top FTSE 100 companies. And is a very deeply, very authentic, very intuitive individual. Um, we had a show. Uh, had a show with her back in 2012, and it was incredible. It was on um, really about career success and uh, how to uh, to really um, access uh, success for your career. And uh, it was so well received. It got um, it got sent all over the world. People listening it all over the place. So if you've not been into the archive and listened to that, go back to September 2012. So to today's show, um, the question is: Are you a leader? Perhaps you're a leader. Perhaps you're an entrepreneur. Perhaps you're a coach, and you're interested in deepening your relationship with your authentic self. Now, this is a question that Hillary has been really exploring for the last 30 years. Uh, She's an amazing executive coach, uh, professional speaker, who specializes in helping people to really uh, embrace uh, their vulnerability, let go of blocks and connect even more fully to their evolving purpose and their greatness. As I mentioned, she's worked with over 60% of the FTSE 100 companies. She was at a very high level often with them at a sort of CEO, very senior leadership level, uh, supporting those people. Uh, her work, therefore, is very important to this uh, marketplace. And often, I think, you know, she says there's a real paradox of life that seems to be on one hand, we really enjoy it, it's fun, 
we um, were connecting in the moment, but that's followed also with times of loneliness and disconnection, feeling lost. And you know, the question is, particularly if you're leading companies or you've, you've, you're growing your career, um, you know, how do you really navigate this paradox? Um, how do you move forward? How do you access uh, the very, very best of you? So I'm delighted, therefore, to, to welcome a great friend of mine. Um, she's uh, somebody I, I hold very dearly. As I mentioned, she's been a great support to me uh, this week, which is when you really find out who your friends are. Um, it's the, uh, the lovely Hilary Wilson. Well, hello, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here with Chris. And Chris, I know this has been a very tricky week for you, and it's been a real honour to stand beside you at this time. So thank you for inviting me onto your show again. I feel very honoured. Thank you. It's uh, lovely to have you here and have you uh, actually at my home as well. And uh, we're actually looking at a candle at the moment. It's got two 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 candles uh, on it, which uh, Hilary very kindly brought me to remember my dad by, which uh, which is uh, creating a, a sense of calmness and a feeling that my father's actually in the room and listening to this. So uh, we're going to do and I'm going to do uh, my best to make this uh, a show that I'm proud of. And he would have been as well because he enjoyed listening in uh, when he when he could. Um, so. It was September 2012. I can't believe it's six years since we last did our interview. And, you know, I'm kind of intrigued, Hilary. You know, what, what have you been doing? You'd let the, you had the book out at that time around career success and you were, you were, you know, you were coaching and you were really well known at that um, period of time within your network uh, for uh, this amazing work that you do. But what have you been doing since? Well, I think I've been continuing the journey into my authentic self. And it just feels appropriate to say, the reason that I got into this work in the first place very much came out of a, a tricky and difficult experience. When I was a child, my mother got cancer and she died when I was in my early 20s. And that very much put me on a journey of why are we here? What is the purpose and meaning of life? So it's such an honour to sit with Chris as he has faced a tricky thing of a similar nature in the last week. So in the last six years... I've been endeavouring to continue doing those habits that mint gold. So there's been lots of fun and laughing and swimming and spending time in nature. And in my work, I've been more and more called to support the most senior people in business, become more fully who they are and lead in a way that creates legacy, compassion, commercial success, but also honours each and every human being in their organization and on this planet strikes me the only way we can turn things around is is working together and caring not just for other people but for the planet that we live in and I see if we can support a massive transformational shift in business the planet will follow Mm. and it was really you know, for me, quite fascinating what you just shared there with regards to your your mum and my experiences with my father this week, because they are very philosophical moments, aren't they, in your life when you lose uh, somebody that you hold dear. Um, but also, I think what it does do, uh, and I witnessed my my father's own um, death, and I think you may have done that with your mum, yeah. was that correct? And uh, and I sat with him for four days with my 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 mum and my brother. And we were kind of there for him. But it made me um, really appreciate uh, in even more depth, he was only 25 years older than me, that uh, what we have to do, I think, is uh, you know, be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And, uh, and 
you know, work and do work, like, you know, trying to establish and work with our authentic self, because then if we do that, then one day we can, you know, sit back maybe with our slippers and a cup of tea or your favorite drink when you're in your 80s or whatever, and actually be able to enjoy life all over again, because we've, uh, we've, we've, while we've been here, we've left a, a legacy and we've made a real positive contribution, whether that's within organizations, whether it's to the environment, whatever it is uh, means to you, really. Um, but I think in the words of a, a friend of mine who was on the show, um, Stephen Sutton, many years ago, Stephen died of teenage cancer at the age of 20. He died a day before his 20th birthday. And I interviewed him only three or four days before that happened. And he said to me this, he said, Chris, he said, cancer has um, it's, it's awful, but it, it's, it's short on my life, but it's given me so much motivation. Yet I look around the world and I see so many people with so much motivation, but so, um, and, and so so little motivation, but so uh, much time. And I just want you to get the message out to people to make every second count. So let's make every second count now. And let's, um, really talk about this really important subject about authentic self. And I'm kind of, you know, intrigued. You have the opportunity really to go into the the boardrooms of uh, some amazing organizations and amazing people uh, and talk to people frequently who many of us don't have access to. And I'm really kind of intrigued, you know, what are the, some of the problems and the challenges that the people at this level in organizations face today from your experience? Well, the thing I'm hearing again and again, Chris, is this phrase VUCA, which means volatile, uncertain, changing, and ambiguous. And the suggestion that I'm getting from most of my clients is we're operating in times that are so fast-moving, the fact of the matter is that the pace of change will never be this slow again. How do we lead organizations? Because there don't seem to be any right answers anymore. There seems to be a selection of possible answers that might be right, So in these times of a lot less certainty, the thing I hear again and again is, how can I find a way to navigate this, do what's best for the organization and the people in the organization? So there's a more and more of a call to find that authentic self, that wise self. So it's not so much knowledge that clients are seeking now, it's access to that intuitive deeper wisdom within mm. so important isn't it as you mentioned there the you know it is a very complex and fastly fast moving world right now and uh, i think when as you say the path isn't always certain uh, and you have to as a leader be able to really instill confidence in others uh, to be able to lead then you know, it feels like this is really really important and and i think you know there's a there's a book I'm really enjoying reading at the moment, which is uh, building the bridge as you walk on it. Is as a leader, you have to be able to build the bridge as you walk on it. You have to have that confidence, don't you? And uh, be able to pull out the very best of you to be able to do it. So it's important work. Yes, it certainly is. And I love that title. And I, I often use the bridge metaphor myself. And and something that I'm noticing that, that clients like is I talk about executive coaching is fundamentally about supporting you moving from who you think you are to who you really are. And the who we think we are lives in that aspect of self that I call the small self. 
And who we really are resides in the big or the wise self. And my whole passion and interest is about how to live more fully in the big self, the wise self, how to have greater access to that part of us that is always there. And sometimes we get a bit lost or a bit disconnected by being caught up in who we think we are, which is the thinking self, which is the self that's very identified with status, with ego, and is typified by the language of must, should, ought, have to. It's that type of language that runs the thinking self. Mm. And, and do you, this is this is really interesting, uh, because I think the worry about, uh, and, and we can talk about some of the consequences of this, but if it's ego that's driving people and it's, uh, you know, being being Mr. Big or Miss Big or <laughs> we wouldn't talk it, and, you know, the power and uh, the trappings of that kind of success. Um, if those things that we are being held on to tightly, you know, I wonder if that enables you to make the right decisions because in order to make the right decisions, sometimes you might not please those people who might, for example, be shareholders or those people who might be, um, you know, above you in the chain of command in an organization because actually you're holding things and your own financial personal benefit and, and, and keeping hold of, clasped hold of those, those sorts of things beyond actually doing what's right. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So it's the paradox, I think, between balancing the ego self, which is very much part of us, mm. with our true self, the big self, the wise self. So I would love to talk more about how do we transition between those two selves? Yes, yes. Well, let's let's um, let's do do some of that. I'm, I'm, I think that's really, really um, key. And I know you do, do. I mean. How can you sort of, if you have any sort of a, a story or anything like that, can help us really understand this this distinction between small self and big self? Well, I think over the years that I've worked with this, I, I found a number of ways of describing it. And I'd like to offer, if I may, a selection. <laughs> and I was sharing one with, with Chris o over lunch. He made me a very nice lunch, which I was very grateful for. And I just shared with this with Chris, and it just came to me yesterday. I was I was um, just sitting there reflecting and meditating, and I got this sense of my whole life being a giant ocean filled with lots of creatures, and sitting very firmly on the ocean floor was a treasure chest, and that chest was just packed with gifts and golden goodies. It also had a map of of the real journey and territory. I had a compass to help me navigate and a magic wand to create miracles. And I got a sense that that treasure chest was actually my wise self, my true self. And all the fish swimming by, all the waves churning on the top were the small self aspects. There'd be all sorts of thoughts that would distract me. Fish swimming by. Oh, I like the look of that one. I'll follow that one. Oh, that's a big scary one. I don't want anything to do with that. Oh, my goodness, I feel really churned up as the waves bash up on the surface. And my sense was that knowing that, knowing that I'm not my thoughts, they're just an aspect of me. And they will distract me in quiet times. However, I can always, always return to the treasure chest within 
where the wise self lives, who I really am lives. Mm. Wow. Well, that takes some thinking about, doesn't it? Uh, that, uh, and it's a really lovely way to think about it, that sort of treasure chest. Um, and it suggests to me as well in, in, you, you know, in your thinking, in your meditation, you know, the chest was actually sitting at the bottom of the ocean. And it wasn't sitting on a, a boat or floating on the top of the ocean. It actually isn't that accessible unless you put on your, your, your scuba diving gear and really go in and take a, mm-hmm. take a look to discover it. So it's suggesting to me in that that this actually might be quite a hard thing to find. I, well, I love your interpretation, Chris. <laughs> I do like that idea. And I'm not a remotely a skilled scuba diver. It may appear hard to find. However, I know every single one of your listeners will have had numerous experiences where they have felt in the flow. They felt themselves. They felt instinctual. They followed their energy. Each of your listeners will know the activities, the people, the places that connect them to what feels innate, authentic and comfortable. It feels like a fully integrated version. Yeah. Well, I think we should talk a bit more about that fully integrated version after the commercial break. So we'll be back with you again. Uh, More talks of oceans and other stories to come very shortly. Do stay on and join us. There's uh, lots more. You want to spend some time uh, listening to Hillary. People spend a lot of money um, spending time working with Hillary. And uh, I I would recommend that you, you do that right now. So we're back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm back with Hilary Wilson, and we're talking about, um, you know, who are you really? And, and are you really connecting with your real self and we're going to authentic self and we're going to explore that further now because I think what I hope you've gathered so far from the conversation is that actually this is a major major uh, realization for some people and a a really significant area to look at um, for any leaders in in organizations um, because it can make the difference between you actually doing the right thing and, and businesses being successful or or failing uh, and being able to give confidence to people and build organizations that are engaged. And so I think we have to all try and find this authentic self uh, And because I think at that point, that's where we're all operating as the best of who we are. And there is a lovely metaphor there about the, the sea and the treasure chest and as being able to access this treasure chest before we go and start to look more into, you know, actually how do we really um, access the treasure chest? Um, you also shared with me um, over over lunch. You shared with me uh, another story about a village, and I thought that was really, you know, interesting as well to help us deep more deeply understand what this is all about. So, do you want to share that with us, Hilary? So, the village metaphor came out of the fact that I grew up in a small village in the west of Scotland which is one of the wettest places on the planet, uh, dubious claim to fame. But in in the actual village I grew up in, there was all sorts of different characters. And some I really liked were friendly, happy, jolly, helpful. Some seemed a bit more tricky. There was a couple that seemed slightly terrifying. And we had in our village uh, an arsonist who would try and burn buildings down. So a real saboteur. And the more I've studied psychology, the more I got a sense that within us, we have an inner village of characters and that they will reside in that small self within. And these characters can have a lot of power and they very often run the show left unlistened to. So I often would invite clients to get to know their inner villagers knowing that they actually are the mayor of this village, the head of the village in some way. But who are your villagers that you struggle with, that are difficult? And let's imagine you could invite them to tea. And I heard something the other day that really made me laugh, and it was the concept of inviting all of the most tricky parts of yourself, putting them together in one individual, inviting them over for the afternoon and sitting them on the couch in your living room and giving them a cup of tea. It has to be tea, given the fact we're in Britain here. But giving them a refreshment and letting this character that summarises all of the most limited aspects of of who you are, give them a voice. And I think quite quickly you might notice that there's a lot of contradictory talk coming at you. There's lots of judgments. There's lots of pointing out, where you don't quite measure up, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with other people, and so on. And I think if you're anything like me, you'd quite quickly decide this aspect of yourself, given voice, unchecked, you'd be thinking, there's a maniac on my couch, how can I get them out of here? So 
I'm really interested in supporting my clients, finding out more about these more limited, tricky aspects, getting to befriend them, understand what the positive intention is. And in that way, we gain much greater access to who we really are when we know more about who we think we are. And Chris, there's something I'm very struck by. On the whiteboard in your office, which is just behind me, there's a saying by Viktor Frankl, and it really pertains to thoughts. And I wonder if you'd be willing to read out that slogan on your whiteboard. Yeah, it says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose and respond. In that response lies growth and freedom. And I see my job is supporting clients find that space and make a choice that takes them more fully into that authentic self that we all, every single one of us has access to that self. Mm. Wow. So it feels like, you know, we, you know, we're in we're a bit of a battleground almost of, of different of different characters who may or may not <laughs> may or may not get along. I think that person on your couch, I think I probably asked them to leave fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sue them. So, uh, so I guess there must be quite a bit of reflection needed to really be able to make sense of all of this and to be able to, uh, you know, turn turn that into something that is uh, is really positive and all moving in the same direction. Um, so how do you how do you do that? I think that the these aspects of ourselves that are more tricky and feel more limited, when we're in them they feel very big. However, compared to the extraordinary level of of gifted insightful aspects that we have access to they really are quite small so I think you're asking me how do we transition in more and more fully into that Mm. well I think all of your listeners will already know a lot about how to do that and and how I've done it and support clients to do it well just something I would want to share um is that when my mum died back in the 1980s, I, on my big, why am I here? What is the meaning and purpose of life? I decided to learn to meditate. And believe me, nobody else was learning to meditate in Glasgow in 1984, <laughs> or so I thought. Mm. So it felt very bold and radical. However, it did feel like my wise self had me by the scruff of the neck, marching me off to the meditation lessons. And I knew it was so important to learn that craft and that ability to become stiller, still noticing all the busyness, busyness and noise in my head, but being able to access stillness has been hugely, hugely valuable to me in that journey. And it's really made me smile because you asked me, what, what's been the theme in the last six years at work? What have I noticed? So many of my clients come and talk to me about I'm learning to meditate. I've taught many clients to meditate. Uh, the thing I hear most about is the app Headspace and the value that people are getting from finding something that allows them to still their mind, at least to the extent they can access more of the wisdom. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that stillness 
is is and it's really powerful isn't it i mean you know i think when you are still and i've noticed this of late in my work i i've started I sort of had a, a a relationship with meditation where I've had periods of my life when I've, I've really got into into it and other periods where it sort of disappeared. But what I do, and of late I'm, I'm meditating more, and what I do know is that it really helps me to be my best. And when I turn up and I've maybe meditated, I've journaled and asked myself some great questions, and I've had the time to sit and kind of work on my inner self, uh, the best of my outer self uh, appears. And, and I get that feedback from people um, that's, you know, what have you done? You know, we enjoy working with you, but you're today you're different, you know. And I think what I see with you is that through the way that you operate is that you always have that that groundedness and that calmness. And, you know, it's like, you know, going to an, going to an oasis for, a, if you if I imagine, for a leader, um, having you work with them because um, it's a it's a pleasant place that's enriching to uh, to visit. Um so I can understand why meditation has gone from being what was quite a woo-woo sort of subject, wasn't it? Even only, possibly even only five years ago. I mean, you know, you and I have probably been talking about this for years, but it's now amongst uh, the smart ones in particular becoming a, a resource that they are really accessing. Uh, and I'm really pleased about that. Yes, I am. And, and I'm just aware there'll be many listeners who might think, oh, gosh, don't get on with meditation at all. However, I, I know that everyone has a way of becoming quieter and stiller. And paradoxically, it may be through running or rowing or swimming or yoga or Tai Chi. And there's that lovely line in a John Lennon song, time you enjoy wasting is never wasted. Ah. Mm. And I really invite all of my leaders to find the th- a number of things that allow them to connect more fully, to relax deeply and so on. Because mm. I think the thing that people are crying out for is not a jolly good talking to, but a powerful, powerful listening to. Mm. I was thinking about, I was running um, a workshop yesterday uh, for a, I was a company called the Supper Club. We've had uh, the uh, MD of the Supper Club on the show before. And the th- one of the things that I was sort of discussing was actually, you know, somebody was saying that they weren't exercising enough and they needed to exercise more. And uh, i had been sharing uh, a way of looking at our intentions. We don't have too many uh, intentions. And then when we're clear on our intentions, we look at them every day, we get more done. Um, but I was explaining from my experience with exercise, I used to see exercise as being something that was, you know, wasting time that I could, couldn't really afford because I got a busy day. But now I see exercise as something that's essential to my day because when I'm on my bike, for example, uh, it is, it is highly meditative when I get, get, you know, I get going into a, into a space, into a zone and, and I keep going and going and often during those moments, it's when the best ideas arise. So I've realized that through exercising as well as, say, meditation, actually it is working. And it's working at a very a very a deep level, an important level. Um, so hopefully that might help anybody who's too busy at the moment to do that. <laughs> and the thing I hear sometimes is this, oh, I haven't got time for that. And I do, I do find myself smiling and thinking, I appreciate this does take time. The trouble is anything else takes a lot longer. 
Mm. Yeah. So, so sometimes, sometimes it seems like it's 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 using time, but actually, sometimes the long way around is the short way around. Indeed, <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and uh, yeah, we've, we've. I mean, it's interesting on that. We've, you know, both of us have really taken fitness to heart, haven't we, over the last year or two? I mean, you, you know, you're look, you're looking great. I'm a little bit more toned than I used to be, um, but I just feel that by doing that, and um, you can operate at a higher frequency. And you've got more energy during the day and you, you, more resilience. And I don't know what your experiences have it been. So I, I view us as being mental, emotional, physical and spiritual beings. And it seems to me to nurture and look after those dif- different aspects seems to support wellness, the authentic self and just yeah just enjoying being alive so I've been a big fan of exercise all my life and I like I like um, swimming particularly because the lovely thing is when I swim up and down I think about the story I'm telling myself about who I am or who I think I am and we all have a story about who we think we are and sometimes in fact for most of the leaders I've ever worked with there'll be aspects of the story they tell themselves where they're slightly caught in the past. They're caught in a limiting belief that occurred many years before. And sometimes it's a great idea to get curious about what's the story, how's it changed, and most importantly, because we create our experience through our beliefs, how can I create a story that I want to be living? How can I engage my brain to notice all of the things I want and more? Hmm. So there's a lot of observation that's needed. I, I, I thought, you know, in you sharing that as well, I kind of, I think you're absolutely right. We do have a story about you know, ourselves and our lives, but I, I sometimes feel that we can also run a different story or paradigm with different people that we're with. So some people we're more comfortable with, but, you know, it might be that you run a different story when it comes to, a senior member of your family or a more senior member of your business in terms of you know how you how you operate and behave in front of them um versus other scenarios when you're completely relaxed and in control that's something that comes up a lot in executive coaching which is uh, how do i influence people even more senior than than i am and i think that's an incredibly rich theme of inquiry and one of the things that that I would observe in an organization, if you if you have a role at a certain level, you have the job because you deserve the job, you've been invited to be there, either overtly or by implication. So it's how to believe you deserve to share your thoughts and views, because none of us are as smart as all of us. And the thing I notice is when people in teams share all their contrary views, it begins to create, perhaps at times, disruption, but it also creates a clear way forward. Mm. Mm. So lots and lots of things to to think about and reflect, because these are big, uh, big sort of conundrums. um, And 
I think making sure that we bring the best of ourselves to every situation, whether it's with your boss or whether it's um, also with your your wife or your kids, um, it's it is really important. I, I find the you know, this authentic self. I, I, another sort of line of inquiry here is that for senior people in business, you know, quite a few that I may meet regret that they spent so much time actually at work and they weren't their authentic selves with their families or with their kids. Um, I remember somebody once saying to me, a, a CEO of a very successful organization, that when he was building this organization, he said, when I was building it, I had, I put so much time into the business. I didn't have time for my family, but my biggest regret is now that older, they haven't got time for me. Um, so this authentic self isn't just about work, is it? No. I would say it encompasses uh, all of, really, uh, all of our lives. And I think there's huge health benefits to be had from operating more and more fully out of the authentic self, as well as lots of fun. Mm. Mm. Oh, she can have fun doing this as well. Oh, would you say, Chris? <laughs> oh, much fun to be had. <laughs> is, that, is that about you know connecting with that that child within yourself as well sometimes is, is that it's a yes is that child more part of our authentic being i would definitely yeah. say so that childhood enthusiasm and instinct is absolutely at the heart of, of the authentic selves that i know yeah but not not the child that uh, trashes you home and uh, spends no. all your money <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again now. But after the commercial break, I want to find out some more things that we can do to really access this uh, very wise, authentic self. And uh, I'd love to hear more about, um, you know, some of the things that uh, um, sort of mechanisms and approaches that Hillary uses when she's working with clients to help them. So we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. So uh, do join us shortly. And if you've got any questions or comments at any point about this show, uh, do feel free to email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. 
Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again. I'm with Hilary Wilson. I'm really, really enjoying this conversation, Hilary. And I hope that people who are listening to are, are getting some real value, um, which I know there's some real gems in this conversation. Uh, Hilary, I know, you know, let's, let's uh, find out a few more sort of gems as well from you, um, which seems appropriate. So we're talking about treasure chests before the break. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the um, ways that you, you know, help your clients and approaches when it comes to discovering their authentic self. I think it would all start when I go to meet a new client for the first time. We we do a thing that that in the trade we call a chemistry test, i.e. do we get on? Do they want me as their coach and am I willing to work with them? And I think that's a key part in the journey, that you've got that natural rapport. And if not, then you each move on. And one of the key things I want to know initially is, what they would like to get from any coaching conversation, what would be important to them. So that might be goals, intentions. Great to have a sense of how you would know you were getting those things. How would you measure it? What would those around you notice was different about you? Assuming you had got everything you wanted. And a question I I really love to ask really early on is, if miracles were possible and you could have anything from this, what would it be? Mm. And the answer to that question really does inform the work that we do. I think one of the, the key tools of, of any coach is, is the question. And I've got I've got a few favourites. And the, the questions are always driven by by the starter for 10 question, which is, how do you like to learn? Seems really important to understand how each client likes to learn, how they, what they need in a coaching session to make it the optimum space for them to tap into the authentic self. I have some clients that like to walk, some clients like to stand, certain locations work for some clients, certain lengths of times of session. So I think it's about Really find out what works for you. A few of my other favorite questions, a real authentic self question, I think, is what are you doing at work when you feel most alive? Followed by often I would want to ask a question like, where at work are you your truest self? Where in your life are you your truest self? What do you long for? I sometimes like to ask, what did you get into trouble for at school? I And I got into trouble at school for talking. And I've built an entire business on talking, <laughs> or indeed more accurately, listening. So I think questions have a, a really, a, are a really powerful, powerful magic wand in the kit box. 
I like metaphors, particularly because our authentic self, our big self loves a metaphor. And all of the clients I work with, they have tremendous brain power, which is wonderful because they can think things through to great levels of complexity and depth and paradox. However, overthinking is not the route to the true authentic self. So it's how to get folks out of their head and into the wise part, which I would consider to be the instinct, the gut feel. And one of my favorite little tools I use a lot is the concept of the energy buckets. And I think there's two buckets. There's a red energy bucket and there's a green energy bucket. And let's imagine you have before you a great big red bucket. And I want you to bring to mind your calendar or your schedule or schedule, depending on where you are. And I know as you glance at your schedule, you will notice people, places, meetings, tasks, reports. And when you look at them, your heart sinks And you think, God, they're real energy drainers. They drain the living daylights out of me. So all of those things would go in this metaphoric red energy bucket, which is draining things. Now, let's turn to the concept of the green bucket and bring to mind yet again your schedule. And there'll be people, places, situations, tasks, reports to be delivered. And you will look at that. And without even thinking about it, you go, oh, yeah, oh, I like that. Oh, I like them. Oh, that's great. I've got some of that coming up. Really invite you to notice what's in that green bucket. Notice your energy. It's such a brilliant indicator. It is the hallmark of the authentic self, that enlivened, engaged, positive energy. And there's a real invitation to minimize what's in that red bucket. And I know Chris has done a lot of writing around how to make sure you get done those things that need to be done, because there are going to be things that to deliver on what you've promised, what your job exists to deliver, you'll you'll need to navigate. So I think Chris's book is a, a brilliant point for that. Uh, thank you. And I think uh, this is something I, I, I use a lot in my own work in workshops is really helping people to understand where they're in their flow and where their team is naturally in their flow and where they're not and where those areas often are that people don't do and sometimes whole teams ignore um, are those areas where they haven't got energy. And it's really interesting when you look at a team and you profile them and you see where individually they're all in flow and then you put that together and you look at the big picture and sometimes you find gaps. So there might be a gap in there in the area of um, of, of being you know, high in terms of enjoying communication, for example. So you find actually in their plan that there's little communication in it. And that's actually, you know, the Achilles heel that's affecting the organization. Um, So I think what you're saying here, um, Hilary, we're both on the same page very much here, is that, um, you know, this authentic self, you you find it in the flow and it's about being honest where it is and also where it isn't. And uh, then working to maximize so that you've got people who are in their flow, who are able to be their authentic selves because they will deliver so much more and be happier and more fulfilled. And so you've got a better, you've got a better employee or, um, in your organization who's more likely to stay and less likely to be absent. And it's, it's all a big no-brainer, really, isn't it? 
Yes, I would say so. Because I notice that when people aren't enjoying their jobs, their body may still be in the building, yeah. but they've psychologically left. Yeah, yeah. And it's how can, how can I be fully present to all of me? And I think that, that that's an inquiry in a coaching session that, that many leaders enjoy. How do I stay connected to that wise instinctual self? Because the observation I have, given the rate and pace of change, we're not going to think our way out of this one. No. We're going to need to move to different and other aspects of ourselves and include some thinking but there's many many other resources that are going to be required going forward in business and do you think hillary is a, a relationship with authentic self and levels of stress because that's a big issue in the workplace at the moment in this very fast moving changing environment i would say there's a huge link one of the things that clients have been asking for a lot recently is work around resilience. And when I started to pull together my thoughts on resilience, what struck me was, in my experience, resilience comes out of noticing and embracing our vulnerability. And I think when we live outside of the authentic self, under a mask, I think innately that's very stressful and very de-energizing to people. So I do think there's a real link. Hmm. Um, uh, I was hearing in the UK, with a, we believe we have about 500 million, sorry, 500,000 people who are suffering with extreme stress at the moment. Uh, and they have you know, something like 23, 24 days absent each year. Um, it feels that we, it's important to help our, our employees to to really embrace this and uh, and develop strategies to avoid that because um, it can have all sorts of different negative um, connotations on the business, but also on those individuals, their lives and the people that they are connected with because it can bring them down too, can't it? So a really important issue. Um, I'm uh, just sort of mindful of the time now. We've only got a few minutes left and um, been a been a brilliant conversation. I think I think this is really important to be thinking about this small self versus big self, uh, to be uh, considering. I love the lovely sort of story there about the treasure chest and how do we go about actually accessing, you know, all the gifts that sit in there, um, the, the the map and uh, uh, and the jewels that sit within all of us. I think the importance of doing this in this very fast moving world that we do it in, and uh, I think that Hillary, you know, with her her approach with her approach to um, asking brilliant questions, but also the way she shows up in terms of her meditation, being sort of balanced and calm uh, and being able to ask uh, amazing questions that help people move from A to B. It's a it's a gift that is really essential today for organizations, for people's sanity in that very fast moving world uh, and uh, for people to move forward really on the front foot with with courage and confidence. So I'm wondering now, Hilary, if you'd like to, if you've got any sort of final message or messages that you'd like to leave us with? I think the question I'd like to offer all of the listeners is, what would be the most important question to you right now to find an answer to? Because I think 
each and every one of the people listening to this, if they just tuned into their instincts, if there was one thing they felt, actually that one small thing would really help me right now feel more energized and engaged. I think it's through that sort of self-inquiry and creating great conversations within. You hear a lot in business about conversation creates culture, and I absolutely agree it does. And I, I'm, I guess, a real supporter of having good quality conversations with self. Mm. And what's the conversation you would want to be having with self right now? One of the other things I've noticed is how many people talk about gratitude and noticing all the wonderful things they do have. And I sometimes set my goal uh, a goal at night when I'm just before I go to sleep to come up with 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 things I'm really grateful for that happened that day. Wow. And it'll be really, really small things. Mm. It always does include a really good, strong cup of tea and a warm place to live. You know, it's it's really inviting you to turn that very powerful thing between your ears called your brain and every cell of your body and tune it into what gives me energy, how can I have more fun, how can I make a difference to myself and those around me. Excellent. Very, 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 very wise words. And I imagine if you do all of that, then, you know, what you you see is the world in a bit more, a bit more detail. You notice more. Um, you notice more about what's uh, what's happening around you and become more kind of kind of connected. Um, it's been a, a brilliant conversation. I could go on talking to you um, for for a long time. I'm very, very pleased that we've got the evening to continue our conversation together. Um, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show today with Hillary. If you've got, say, if you've got any questions, uh, do send those through, and I can share anything with with Hillary as well. And I'm sure we can uh, can respond to you. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for listening today. On if you want to find out more information about Hillary, I would go and check her website out. It's Hillary Wilson. H-I-L-A-R-Y Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N, dot net. And I'm sure there's some resources and information that can help you. And indeed, if you want to uh, connect with Hillary because uh, you see value for your organization, then you can approach her through that. On next week's show, I have um, a fabulous guy. He's called Rupert Honeywood. He's got a, a really uh, fascinating um, business uh, growth bureau. His name is company. And what they do is they... Uh, they help people to connect in a very engaged way through their through LinkedIn profiles with other organizations who might be able to have a demand for their services. Uh, and they, they do it in a very um, lovely way. And it's a service that uh, I'm about to start to use as well. Uh, and um, I think you'll find it fascinating to hear how to go about doing this, how to really develop your sales uh, very authentically uh, through the use of LinkedIn. So we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, once again, huge thank you very much to Hillary Wilson. I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been an absolute treat to sit and chat with you. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.